Hello everyone, this is Sarisha and I host the Women Career and Life podcast. Just like you, I've traversed varied paths, stumbled a little, picked myself up and learned a great deal on my journey. Many of us face similar questions, but we don't always get to have a conversation with our friends or peers. In this podcast, you will hear real stories that you can connect with on the challenges of navigating career and life. You must be wondering who I am. In my everyday life, I'm a career woman, a mom, and an avid reader. I'm also a road tripper, amateur gardener, and even a fashionista on some days. Join me and my guests as we have an open and honest discussion on career change, trade-offs, and working across boundaries. You get the idea. It's a perspective you simply may not hear anywhere else. Today, I have our guest, Maria Litzinger, who's a financial advisor with Edward Jones. Maria is going to talk about the four pillars of retirement. She and I connected, both of us are Carnegie Mellon alums, and we actually met through that program when she presented on the four pillars of retirement. And for the most part, I really thought retirement was more around the finances. And this gave us a much broader holistic scope of everything you need to consider for having a really good quality of life in retirement. Maria, welcome. I'm really looking forward to today's conversation. Thank you, Srisha. So I appreciate being here. Before we dive right in, this is a part two of our interview with Maria Lutzinger, where we're talking about the four pillars of retirement. Join us as we step into pillar three of this episode. As we continue, how does it work with family when we prepare for retirement, for that quality of life? So historically, the definition of family has really been those who are related to me by blood or adoption or by marriage. And what we came to find out in this research here is that 66% of the respondents now have an expanded definition of family. And that expanded definition really includes anybody you love and care for. So maybe it's a, a caregiver who's been with your family for many years, who you just have such a, a close relationship with. Or maybe sometimes if you have an, an honorary aunt or uncle, they're not related by blood or marriage. But again, just those very close relationships that you have with people outside of that traditional family definition who you really consider to be family. The number one area where retirees are looking to spend their time in retirement is with family. Having those relationships is integral, just up there with health. It, it keeps people engaged it, emotionally, physically, all of those things in spending time with those with whom they love. So I think it's, again, one of those things that we can be thinking about at all aspects of our life. Are we investing in those relationships in the ways that are most important to us now? Even busy career, maybe small kids at home, you know, all of the things that sometimes take our time at different phases and different seasons of our lives. It's so important to keep those very important relationships front of mind and investing the time into those as it's such a, an area where there's fulfillment not only through our working lives, but then particularly as we get into retirement. Family as a definition has changed. I'm originally from India. Many years ago, it was a joint family. It's become nuclear family. And then now we are separated by ocean very often from our family. So it's a very different definition, just even from a close knit. And then you have your family and friends and your circle that 
you're investing in when you're getting ready for retirement. And I'm glad you brought that up because when you're thinking of family, you're always thinking about that straight line. Grandparents, parents, kids, grandkids, just going down that path. But when very often people now live in different cities, they're not in the same country sometimes. So that closeness is different. And research has also shown that for people to stay active and have a quality of life or a successful retirement or just a successful transition into their next phase is to be mentally and socially active. Actually, socially active is a very key part of it. And that's where the family comes in. It also lends itself to the next pillar that we're talking about, which is purpose. So how do we stay mentally and socially active? And what does your research show on purpose as you look at retirement? To draw this in specifically again to women, the research shows that generally throughout our lifetimes, when we talk about who lives alone, the numbers are very interesting. Again, through the majority of lifetime, the numbers are pretty equal in terms of the split between men and women who live alone at any particular point. But when you get to the age 75 and over age band, the number of women who are living alone is astonishingly high. The reasoning behind that is women generally tend to outlive our male counterparts. Really going back to that family and why just thinking about it as who lives in my house right now or my my children or grandparents and, and so forth, it really does need to be expanded out because our lives will change over time. When it comes to the the purpose pillar, I'll start just throwing some numbers out for everyone to consider. So when you're in your working career, let's assume a working career means eight hours a day, five days a week, a traditional 40-hour work week. The majority of us are working maybe 50 weeks a year. Now, if we multiply that by 20 years, And the reason we're doing that is because in retirement, an average length retirement is about 20 years. If you figure from age 65 to 85, all of that multiplied up. So your 40 hour work week, 50 weeks a year, 20 years is 40,000 hours. Right now you have 40,000 hours of time accounted for if you are still working. If you have transitioned into retirement and retirement for you is not working at all, you now have this, what we call time affluence of 40,000 hours of time to fill, which probably in your working career sounds amazing. All the things you can think of that you can get taken care of, you can get the groceries done and get to the dry cleaning, get to all these different things. But when it really comes to the reality of retirement, a lot of people are not prepared for that amount of free time. Generally, people might have those couple of trips that throughout their lifetime they've always wanted to take. And those are top priority on the list whenever they've chosen to retire. Other times people may know they're definitely going to want to spend more time with their their family. Again, that can be extended definition of family. But when it comes down to the specifics of what about all the rest of that time, it's not really well defined. So purpose, when it comes to that concept is really a a few different things. And it's all about having, exploring those interests that maybe you haven't before. It doesn't have to be groundbreaking in any way. Maybe it's volunteering somewhere that you've always wanted to before. 
or maybe you were volunteering somewhere in a limited capacity and now you have the opportunity to more fully engage in that. Maybe it is getting engaged with interests that you hadn't been able to, to do before, whether it's physical activity related or taking classes at a community college, not for credit, but just to continue learning. It can take a lot of different variations But having an idea going into retirement of things that just fill your bucket, fill your soul, and continue to keep you engaged, whether it's continued with that extended family concept or meeting new people and mentally, physically staying engaged. 40,000 hours. Sounds great. (laughs) Yeah. Filling it up actually makes me wonder what I'm going to do for 40,000 hours. I might have ideas, but... I read an article once a few years ago and it opened my eyes when I ask colleagues when they're retiring and I go to their retirement party, most often I hear that they are planning to travel or spend time with kids, but I don't think that's going to take the 40,000 hours. So what are you going to do with the rest of it? And the article really talked about thinking of retirement five years before you retire, like planning. Even when you're volunteering, it's not something you switch like an on and off switch. So today I retire, tomorrow I don't immediately find a volunteering opportunity because volunteer opportunities also have limits. They have a certain cadence to them. They're looking for certain things. So depending on what type of volunteering you're doing, especially thinking like of a board position or something, that's something you build over time. Just like you build a career, it's a skill set. It's an experience. It's a community you build. It's also good to start thinking about it a little before that to realize What are those purposes? What are those family? What are those dynamics? Where do I want to retire? Do I want to retire near my child? Do I want to retire near the beach? Hey, I've always wanted to live in this country. And you're maybe looking at health. I know that some people retire to other countries for those reasons as well. So there's just so many different pieces that these four pillars tie into. When you have the 40,000, you're only talking about the work hours, right? You're not talking about the rest of the day, the evening, the night, all of that. So How do we get prepared for this as we look at all these four pieces? The research is interesting, eye-opening, but also not surprising because those are the things we should be thinking about. Like when I have a conversation with my parents, it's about health. They have a community built around them. And that is one thing very important because when they come to visit, it is different because they don't have transport. There's not a social community for them. So it can be sometimes quite isolating. And that can be very challenging In India, where they live, the communities, it's an open-door policy, so people come in and out. And to come here and be isolated is socially very disempowering. To feel dependent on someone else when you've always been independent. That ties into those four pillars. It's a question of independence. How long can I manage my independence? How long do I have a say? How long can I control my thing? And I just want to wrap back around, we talk about women and finances, and, and you brought that up. Over 75, most women... And there's a significant number who do live alone because of social circumstances. Women, first of all, live longer than men and there's the age difference. So that usually becomes a key factor for them to be on their own. So I want to emphasize that is I would like as many women as possible to start looking at their finances. I'm sure everyone knows what to do, taking a more keen interest, having an idea of where all the pieces are laid out so that they can own their own financial journey and are not put in a hard spot when circumstances suddenly change. Is there anything else you wanted to add to this conversation? I think really we've touched a lot among so many of the highlights of this study and just 
going back, and I think just like you were saying, Sarisha, really thinking of this as a journey and that retirement is not something that you should simply begin thinking about whenever you are ready to retire. It's a culmination of all of the different choices and activities that have taken place over a lifetime. And certainly circumstances are different for different people. Specifically, when it comes to the financial pillar, not everyone has all of those opportunities to start investing the moment that they start working, but really understanding how all of this works together and how you can really successfully get to that transition point of retirement. I definitely agree with you in terms of really thinking about things that five years out, even possibly 10 years out about okay, this is the trajectory that I'm on. This is when I'd like to retire. Is this all possible? And what are the pieces that I feel are left unattended to as it comes to these four pillars that I should really start focusing on if I haven't already? I feel like really thinking about retirement as as comprehensive and holistic to a lifestyle is a much better way to think of retirement than it's simply being a financial decision. Are there like five, 10 questions I need to ask myself when I'm thinking about this retirement that people can utilize to set them on that path? Conceptually taking these ideas and doing a self-assessment against how is my health? How are my connections with my family? Where am I making a difference or feeling engaged from a purpose pillar How are we doing and trending from preparing for the future financially? Uh, Again, talking with an advisor, I think, is always a really good starting point because everyone's situations can be so uniquely different. It can be hard to say if you're doing these set of things here, then you're in, in good shape. So having those conversations with someone who can help guide and direct in areas where you may not even see it as something that you might want to explore until having those conversations can be really very helpful. Yes. I'm glad you brought those different pieces tied together. And I just want to throw one out, think about where you want to retire because that ties into your lifestyle. It ties into your family relationships and probably where you want to drive your purpose. If you want to give back in a different place or a different country. And so those are all the different pieces. So there is one question I ask every guest What is the advice you would give your 21-year-old self for your life and career, and maybe even in retirement in this case? That's such a good question. And and thinking back to being 21, when you think you have all the answers, and then life tells you differently as, as you continue. I think from a career standpoint, I would suggest to people to really learn from every experience. As I had said at the beginning, I I wasn't always a financial advisor, but what I have found is that every, every position that I held, I have learned something from. So whether it was a a great experience or not the, the greatest experience, there is always something you can take from that. And it's so interesting how, All of those experiences will help shape you into who you become in the future. So don't write off anything that may not be perfect right now as something that's not helpful to you. Every experience you have is helping to shape you in a way that will 
in time, you'll find out how it all works together. It may not always make sense at the time, but looking back five or 10 years, you'll really be able to recognize, oh, this is actually something I took from that last position and I see how it really impacts my life today. When it comes to the financial side of things, I would also say it's never too early to start saving. I know there's a big emphasis on tomorrow is not guaranteed, which we all recognize and so many people are really focusing on today. And that's important. You can't not live today in order to live for tomorrow, but really integrating all of that together, being able to do the things that are important to you and that you value today, but also recognizing that by what you're saving now and preparing for in the future will help you continue that lifestyle that you're looking for in the future. And you brought up the different experiences and looking back, I've had two career breaks and one was unintentional and I got laid off, but it was a hard time then. But now when I look back, actually, it was a very pivotal moment. And in some ways, I'm glad I got that experience because it taught me so many things about feeling more confident. The fact that I know things will work out, I can figure out how to go about that. So you never know what you consider not the best moments might teach you as you look forward. So I'm glad you highlighted that. What is the one word you would use to describe yourself? Determined. I'm determined to make a difference for people. I talk a lot about we do this one time and life is too short to take for granted the things that are important. And I'm determined to make this the best life that I have for myself and for those around me. Thank you, Maria. This was a very good conversation. It's very relevant for a lot of people. When you think of retirement, I don't have to be at the later stages getting ready for retirement. A lot of these are conversations I should be having early on with myself and with my family and friends, because it is steps that sometimes take a long time to get me on the path, especially finances, health. They're, they're a long time build. They're building on each other. It's compounding as, as time goes by. So I'm glad we got to have this conversation about the four pillars. The picture I have in my mind is, is a chair with four legs and every one of those legs needs to be there. Otherwise, the chair isn't going to be stable. So it's very important. So thank you for being here. I definitely appreciate the opportunity. It's been great. And again, just appreciative of your time. And thank you. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Tune in every other Wednesday to catch the next episode. If you think a friend may benefit from this, please share this podcast with them. All the resources we talked about are also available on my website, womencareerandlife.com. Please like, subscribe, and leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. I would love to hear from you about your stories and your journey. You can reach me on my blog, Twitter, Instagram, or Gmail at Women, Career, and Life. Until next time, this is Sarisha signing off. Remember, there are infinite possibilities to drive change in career and life. Which will you choose to make a reality today?